Uh, just tidying up that quiz question here. Yeah, 1994, Rotham's medalist from the North Sydney Bears. Uh, no, it wasn't Jason Taylor-Dane. Uh, well done to a handful of others. It was David Fairley, the great Daisy. Gee, good play. Rooster Mars has written Rod Marsh. <laughs> now, Rod Marsh, I'm pretty sure Rooster Mars uh, didn't win the Rotham's medal for the North Sydney Bears in the Rugby League competition 1994. But you're going back to that question I asked about the five keepers that kept Australia between the retirement of Rod Marsh and the debut of Ian Healy. One of them was Roger Woolley. Now, from one grad Tasmanian to another, Brett Jeeves is on the line to chat all things cricket. Hey, Jeevesy. That was one of the greatest segues of all time. Well <laughs> yeah, done. I love a seg. Hey, can you clarify this for me? I, I could be wrong. I have a feeling Roger Woolley was the first Tasmanian, while playing for Tasmania, to play test cricket for Australia. Does that sound right to you? I reckon you might be right. Yeah, I reckon I reckon that's a great quiz question. I, and look, to be honest, I was going to say Dave Fairley as well. Yeah, I thought um, you might, yes. Uh, in a big rugby league. Rugby fair. question. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was just, yeah, <laughs> Listen, the place, but... Hey, you've given yourself up because you said in response to that rugby question as opposed to a rugby league question. <laughs> uh, well, rugby, it's all the same down yeah, here. Well, home, but, yeah. but um, yeah, you are you are right. Wolves was, uh, yeah, he was a, a um, phenomenal contributor for Tassie and, um, I'm not sure. I know. Yeah, I, I, I reckon. I reckon you're probably right. And then since then, there's just been a flow of um, Tasmanians, particularly in the last uh, 15 to 20 years. You know, the, the crop of players: Bailey, Doherty, Pilfenhouse, uh, Doolan, um, Faulkner. Yeah. You know, guys, guys coming from all over the place. So, so yeah, we, we've we've had a good run in the last 20. Well, speaking of one, uh, Tim Payne. I know. Your Tassie's got smashed up, sorry to bring it up, by Western Australia. But no. it was a catch that he took okay. in the first innings, I think, off an inside edge. And, you know, we speak to Darren Berry a fair bit, and he says, Tim Payne is still the best clubman in the country. Yep. Well, yeah, he's 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 been the best clubman in the country for, for some time. And, and, you know, when you think back to uh, what took place, um, you know, kind of all those years ago, with, you know, with Tim being in the team. Tim was in the team, not for his batting, you know, his, his first-class record for an extended period uh, before he was reselected for uh, for Australia was, 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 you know, to be honest, so bad that he was finding himself out of a contract uh, for Tasmania. Um, so statistically, he was having a really bad run, but his glove work has always been phenomenal. has always kept himself in great shape. And at, at 37, 38 years of age, uh, that catch that you that, that that you mentioned, you know, diving low to his left and inside edge. They're, they're always the hardest ones because as a clubman, you know, Tim would have been moving to his right. All his all his weight would have been on his right side. So to be able to you know um, change and, and shift to his left quickly uh, was was very very special. Well, the man that succeeded him as Australian Test captain Pat Cummins, we know, has flown home. He, uh, unfortunately, his mother is in palliative care. He's going to stay by her bedside where he should be, of course. Uh, We'll Absolutely. miss the, yep. the third test at indoor. Steve Smith will, will temporarily uh, take over the captaincy reins. Been a lot of criticism come his way. You know, Pat Cummins is sort of the golden child of Australian cricket. Lost a, a little bit of sheen. Uh, start, some of this stuff about Alinta was was very much overblown, I thought, uh, Brett. But, you know, what about in terms of, I guess, selection, preparation, tactics, captaincy? Uh, how do you rate Cummins in the first two tests in India? Yeah, I mean it's 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 obviously a really difficult uh, place for Australian teams to play. A record there is abysmal, um, and you know, so Pat Cummins certainly you know isn't isn't rowing that boat on his own when it comes to uh, poor records in in India as a leader or as a player, batter, bowler. Um, 
you know, to, to be frank, we've we've really stunk over there. It's just, you know, the conditions are completely foreign. Um, and look, to be to be honest, I did get a giggle out of uh, the blatant pitch doctoring um, in, yeah, previously with leaving, you know, certain portions of the wicket very very dry and unrolled. And um, so that that's that's just the challenges of um, of going to India. Maybe you know, maybe Australian cricket could could go the other way and just play exclusively at the Wacker. Uh, when we play India, all three or four tests. I mean, why not? Um, but yeah, look, I, I've, I've got to be honest. I'm a um, I'm a huge Pat Cummins fan. I, I, I just think he's a he's a really good human being. Um, you know, a great communicator, really good guy, a good good cricket thinker, um, and just an unbelievable talent. So um, I, I, I've been really appalled by. I mean, social media is a dirty place, and yeah. perhaps we all need to get off it. But I've just been appalled by uh, some of the comments made by. Um, you know, people with you know without their headshots on their profiles, you know, re- regarding Pat's current situation and um, horrible. I, I I thought you summed it up really well. He is where he needs to be. Um, he's with his mum, uh, and our you know thoughts are with him, and he needs to be there until you know he's he's obviously ready to come back to cricket. If that's six months, so be it. Um, you know, he he has to be with his family at the moment. So, but yeah, as I said, I'm a, I'm a you know huge, huge fan of Pay. He's a lovely young bloke and. Um, the Olympic comments and you know th- those types of things. He's, he's a modern athlete. You know <laughs> these these young fellows have opinions on on the world, and he's he's you know he's got the great greatest platform to be able to uh, view some of those opinions. You know everybody's an expert, aren't they, when it comes to the Australian cricket team? I don't know a team that that gets people more riled up and passionate uh, when they lose, in particular. Oh, what were they thinking, picking this bloke? And how can you uh, you know and on and on and on it goes. Every we're all armchair selectors in the end, but. I was fascinated. Uh, there's a couple of, I guess, selection philosophies, isn't there? And, and one of them that seems to be prevailing, and we heard it from Alan Border, we've read about it from Greg Chaplin's comments in the, the Nine Papers today, he said, you know, play to your strengths. If Australian uh, strengths have traditionally been a fast bowling lineup, then then stick with that. He felt that Cummins underbowled himself. He felt that not going with bowling in the second test um, was a mistake. Where do you stand on that in terms of bowling selection in India? I think I think in India you've they they probably got it right in in, in playing the three spinners. Um, okay. I, you know I'm I'm a former fast bowler myself, so I'm always going to want to you know try and uh, push for that additional quick. I do agree that Pat probably underbowled himself um, as as the sole quick, but some some of, some of the selections surrounding that have have been the most head scratching. Leaving Travis Head out uh, initially yeah. was uh, bizarre. I just you know for the life of me couldn't work that out. Um, taking Ashton Agar over in the initial squad and then bypassing him to bring in uh, young Kuneman, who's been uh, excellent. You know, he's got a nice domestic record. You know, poor Ashton Agar's obviously you know been horrible in the nets uh, since landing in India, you know, because I've spoken about his his lack of form. Um, you know, that 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 to me has always been the problem across selection with with with, with Australian cricket, rather than you know coming out and say, hey. We've we've actually butch, uh, butchered this initial selection in picking Agar. We should have you know, we should have picked the specialist spinner, left arm spinner. Um, unfortunately, it means that you know Ashton's got to sit here and watch us fly someone in. Uh, I think the Australian public would be far more receptive to that comment rather than Ashton's lost form mm. uh, over the last three weeks, where he's been you know in the nets running drinks. Um, so yeah, that that. That to me has has been the most surprising thing. But I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Matt Kuhneman. I think he bowls really well. Todd Murphy looks outstanding. He's, he gets great revs, and I was really surprised that he was actually able to complement Nathan Lyon, you know, and 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 actually 
uh, outperformed him uh, in that first test. But they, they actually bowled quite well together. Um, and I, my, my big concern in, in the first test was just having two off spinners um, you know, would become really predictable for India. Um, but I thought they both battled it out quite nicely. Yeah, I suppose it goes back to the point you, you pick your best bowlers, don't you? Stuart McGill once said that. He, he always felt that he and Warren didn't play together enough. And the, the, the counter-argument is, oh, you pick two wrist spinners, but if they're going to clean up, or, or what does it matter? Um, <laughs> Travis Head, presumably... Pretty, pretty good point, Stewie. Yes. Oh, you're sorry, I was say, Stewie McGill's strike rate was 22 or something, wasn't he? Oh, it's frightening. Yeah, he is, he, he, he is probably the unluckiest Australian cricketer of all time. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And then when finally got his clean air, his body let him down. There at the West Indies and retired not long after. Uh, Obviously, David (laughs) Warner's flown home. He has the broken elbow concussion. Question marks about his future. Uh, You presume uh, Hedy would open the batting for the remaining two tests? Yeah, I I thought he looked pretty good um, in in his opportunity. It is sad that uh, David's flown home and and, and certainly question marks around um, how he returns into test cricket. Does he return? Is it it retirement time? Mm. Um, I really hope that this isn't the end for David Warner. He he certainly... um, I think he's earned the right to go out on, on his terms. He's you know, one of the game's absolute greats um, you know, in terms of performance. So um, hopefully he comes back. You know, Ash is coming up. Um, that, that might be a really fitting farewell for him if he can, you know, if he can score some runs there and, and, and finish his career on a high. Um, what, one, of, one of the things with you know, guys that sort of you know, potentially hang on too long, uh, Aaron Finch is a, is a really good example. The people only ever remember the last six months yeah, where it was really right. brutal. Yeah. Um, and poor Finchie, you know, in that time, he's a good example. I think he averaged three across his last nine or ten one-day games. Um, people forget that he was probably the best white ball cricketer in the world for a really extended period. Um, he was brutal. And so it would be a shame if David Warner does go down that path, hang on to, uh, hangs on uh, a little too long, People, you know, kind of hang on to that that last twelve months rather than you know remembering to, particularly for David uh, the fifteen and sixteen years yeah. um, before that. Uh, R- Ricky Ponting was probably a bit the same. Oh, oh you know I what? Reckon. It's it's funny. I, as soon as you mentioned that, I just had this image of poor old RT Ponting spread eagled on the turf after being skittled by a <laughs> yeah. you know a ball from yeah. Callis that came through about one hundred and twenty eight k, mate. And I thought, no, Ricky, yeah. this you know yeah. you're better than that, mate. Yeah, well, I, I can remember him. He, he got pinned maybe by Kumar Roach, who was uh, West yes. Indian quick. And look, he had good pace. But Punter, at his, you know, if he was anywhere near 70% of his game, um, hits Kumar Roach wherever he wants. Um, so, yeah, I, he, he's, he, he's probably one that um, sticks out there as well. Just having a look at the screen here, New Zealand 7 for 138. Uh, what do you make of this Baz ball? It's, uh, it's going to set itself up for a fascinating Ashes later this year. Oh. I, t- I didn't Harry like Joe Brooke? Root getting out to a uh, getting out to a, re- a reverse sweep uh, yes. off the quick. Uh, that that was a bit strange. But look, I mean, it's it's exciting cricket, and 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 maybe it is the way forward for Test cricket. There's so much uh, concern. Um, you know, I think particularly in in Tassie, I can't speak for the other states, but you know, concern particularly for the junior space is a huge loss of numbers through the you know sort of under 13, 15, 17 age groups. Kids are just getting bored. They're going to basketball. You're in and out in an hour. Um, I wonder whether you know an, uh, an, an adaptation or a, a form of the game that allows for more boundaries and stroke play across that that space might actually entice more kids to come in. So I, I really like the philosophy. Um, it's just odd to see a reverse lap against a fast bowler 
um, in, in, in just much cricket, <laughs> isn't it? Well, I tell you what, I mean, look, a small sample size, Harry Brooks hit the ground running. It's, you know, having seen what little I did when he was applying his trade for the Hobart Hurricanes, I didn't think he'd uh, yeah. he'd explode in test cricket as he has. But, you know, it's got people talking about it, which, which is the main thing. Jeezy, I'll let you go. And um, just a quick tip, who's going to win the Women's T20 World Cup final? Australia's, it's theirs to well, lose against South Africa, isn't it? Yeah, geez, I mean, the Aussies just play great cricket, don't they? You know, I think I think a great sign of really good teams is that they're able to win from all uh, all scenarios. And India in that semi-final looked to have it wrapped up. I think they were four for 100, uh, doing it easy. Um, and then Australia just found a way to, 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 to claw their way back into the game and win. So... Uh, probably the hottest female team in the in the country. Probably the hottest Australian cricket team in the I country. Think, maybe clearly, outside of my clearly. Maybe outside of my uh, my Tigers, who are who are going back to back today against South Australia in the WNCL. Um, yes. So they'll, they'll, they'll be playing off uh, this afternoon in that final. So uh, playing good cricket, the, the the Tassie women's side as well. And just one very last thing, I saw this tweet from the MC. So they have called for calm over this run out at the non-strikers end. I mean, have you had an issue in cricket in your time that has, I guess, fired up so much debate, uh, more debate than the man can? It's, it's remarkable. Um, <laughs> well, it just is. It's kind of bizarre, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a rule. So if it's in the rules, it, it, it should be allowed to be implemented without any rule fuss. But it does, it does go against the spirit of cricket. Look, I can always remember my mum played some middle cricket way back when and they lost a, you know, a, a um, women's business house Thursday afternoon comp through a man cad, and um, it wow. was on for young and old. I've never seen so many <laughs> 40 to 55-year-old uh, women arguing with one another. But, um, <laughs> it's just, but it is, it's, it's just ugly, isn't it? It's got this connotation, nasty connotation to it, the man cad, that, um, you know, but it's a rule of the game. So, you know, the simple answer is if you're a batter, just stay in your crease. Yep. Yep, you're right. You know, it's you, when you break it down like that, you're 100% correct. Thank you, mate. Uh, great to chat, Jeeves. You go well, and good luck to the Tigers. Excellent. Good on you. Catch you soon. There is Brett Jeeves, uh, former Tasmanian cricketer, Australian cricketer as well, Brettie Jeeves, and uh, part of the commentary team here at SEN. Text coming through. Uh, apologies, Bondo Jack. I, I just turned because I was looking at the screen. I was facing the other direction. My text screen's um, behind me. I've just turned around. A gem of a quiz question. Which states played in the inaugural first-class game in Australia in 1851 with an unlikely outright winner? No idea. And I'd love you to enlighten me. Gary, do you think Pat Cummins might give up the captaincy due to his family problem plus the strain of leaving the team, no, I don't think so, Gary. Um, may give up the 50-over captaincy, possibly. I don't think he's going to give up the test captaincy. What about Ray Higgs and Crow picking up consecutive Rothmans medals in 76 and 77, 78 for the Eels? No Eels plays one of Rothmans in their grand final win, says Paramount. I love when the trivia comes out. I just want to quickly go back to uh, Rooster Muzz's. I, I sort of misinterpreted this Rooster Muzz. I'm not sure if bagpipes punts or not. And that's you, by the way. Do you yes. punt? Uh, not, not massively. No, a flutter on the on our football coupon now and then. Yeah, so the horse called Wee Nessie flew home to run second yeah. in race four at Sandown. So nine you know, nine thirty a play. So it was a rank outsider. Did you not get Long that one? Wee Nessie, huh? Wee Nessie. Yeah, Loch Ness. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Did you not get that? Yes, I'm well aware that he's referred to a lot. Thank you, Rooster Boss. <laughs> Much appreciated. Uh, you said Boone was before Woolly, so let's have a look. So David Boone's Test debut was 1984, Bondi Jack. Roger Woolley's was the 22nd of April, 1983 against Sri Lanka. 
DC Byrne, David Clarence, 23rd of November, 1984 against the West Indies at the Gabba. What do you get here, Booney? Batted one, two, three, four, five. Batted six. Uh, Court Richardson bowled Marshall for 11 in the second innings. Booney got himself uh, 51. So half century on debut. So, yeah, got him by a year. We'll take a break.